Yo, it has been forever. I want to say to everybody listening, it's been a while, but here, what up though? We here, um, ready to get into it. And I'm so excited that I am actually sitting in my car and recording. Um, just to kind of get things started, it's been a long time since I've recorded. I've re- I haven't recorded from this for this podcast, I think, perhaps since like close to the beginning of the panoramic. <laughs> and so much has happened since then, you know, so much life experiences, so much change, so much growth, so much development, so much shedding. And we back at y'all with these conversations on real life, you know, and how do we navigate real life? What do we know about real life? And, you know, what can we pass on? You know, what can we share in this journey? And particularly in this little, I don't know if it's going to be a season. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, just a couple episodes, like a mini series, but I'll call it a collection. Um, so this next rollout is going to be about love. Um, if you have listened to my podcast for a while, then you know Carmen Wong. You know, that's my homie. That's my folk. That's my fellow bison. Um, and, you know, we had a conversation yesterday. We were just talking about love, you know, our experiences in love and relationships and, you know, all of these things. And it became a moment where I was like, oh, my God. I feel drawn back to doing the podcast because I think that these are conversations that, you know, would be beneficial to a lot of people who want to, you know, listen in and who are thinking through these same questions, particularly um, in a time like this when we're in a global pandemic and, you know, life is just crazy as hell. (laughs) So I I definitely think that these conversations um, going forward will be fruitful. Um, I am excited to bring some really powerful voices to you all, some people with some powerful and unique experiences, some people that I look up to in so many ways, and some people that I hope that can inspire, you know, growth um, on your end. And so I'm excited to get back into it. Let's build the details. We in there. Okay, so uh, to begin, this is just going to be a little intro, a little primer. Um, I'm sharing with you all some of my favorite um writings and reflections on love um and I'm hoping that you know we can use this as a way to get thinking about the other conversations that we'll hear uh coming forth in the podcast I'm beginning with a literary giant uh you know I love black women writers and you know although controversial in many rights and not at every journey not at every juncture in my academic life um since knowing of bell hooks have I always agreed with Bell Hooks, but I love Bell Hooks because Bell Hooks connects to the people on a level that I think is so important. It's so, it's so like, she got, she just got a little bit of finesse, you know? Um, and I think, you know, for me, Bell Hooks is up there with um, those thinkers who really had me thinking about what it means to be a woman, a black woman, uh, right? And like where, when I say we, I had a professor in college who used to always, uh, you know, I had a, a class I took that was called Black Women in America, one and two, really. And one of the framing questions were always like, well, how do who do we conceptualize when we say we? Um, and Bell Hooks was one of those first thinkers when I was like, oh, do I like, you know, am I a feminist? What does that mean? You know, epistemologically. And I was, you know, I was really at that level of things um, at the time that I was introduced to Bell Hooks. And I was like, you know, who this lady is, this white lady, wait, hold on, all right, you know, we disagree on this, but we agree on that, and I think having evolved 
alongside thinkers like this it's just so many beautiful things to to consider about her life and her legacy and i really want to begin with thinking through um all about love this is a text that we'll go more in depth with with carmen you know who is my uh, literary scholar in residence for this podcast um but yeah i'll just be sharing you know a couple random quotes and reflections and some quotes from my favorite bomb ass poets too Carmen is one of them. I'm going to make her share a poem when she get on here. Um, Yeah, and then I'll close out just kind of talking through, you know, what my experiences on love have been, you know, to date and what I I really want to continue to explore for the rest of 2022. Damn, we getting older, 2022. So from Bell Hooks, all about love. To return to love, to get the love we always wanted but never had, To have the love we want but are not prepared to give, we seek romantic relationships. We believe these relationships more than any other will rescue and redeem us. True love does have the power to redeem, but only if we are ready for redemption. Love saves us only if we want to be saved. Y'all see what I be talking about with Bell Hooks? Like, Bell Hooks be writing, okay? So we also know that Bell Hooks has uh, a, a history with grappling with questions around um, black masculinity. Um, that is is controversial. Um, in the context of relationships, right, I want to think through the excerpt that talks about um, the inside part of you, right? The the inner child and, and how that impacts how you, you know, you come to love. So Hooks writes... The wounded child inside many males is a boy who, when he first spoke his truth, was silenced by a paternal sadism, by a patriarchal world that did not want him to claim his true feelings. The wounded child inside many females is a girl who was taught from early childhood that she must become something other than herself, deny her true feelings in order to attract and please others. When men and women punish each other for truth-telling, we reinforce the notion that lies are better. To be loving, we willingly hear the other's truth, and most important, we affirm the value of truth-telling. Lies may make people feel better, but they do not help them to know love. Giving generously in romantic relationships and in all other bonds means recognizing when the other person needs our attention. Attention is an important resource. All right, all right, I'm not going to read this whole book on here because hooks be writing, y'all. Um, but this is the last hooks quote I'll, I'll share. The other quotes I'll share are going to be from other spaces and other places. Um, hooks writes, if you do not know what you feel, then it is difficult to choose love. It is better to fall. Then you do not have to be responsible for your actions. Baby, when I tell you these conversations about... The- Listen, you know what? All right, y'all. So, um, I'm about to wrap up, I swear, because y'all about to have me reading about three books on here by the time I'm done finding some of my favorite quotations. But um, I want to share from two more writers. Um, Upile Chisala. I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but I done found a screenshot in my phone of one of my favorite quotes from um, one of her recent books. And it, she writes... Love, I learned quite early and quite fortunately, is not a hiding place. Love is where we crawl out from under ourselves and let the light touch what it can. And 
one of my favorite like uh i don't even know what the category of poetry is called but we gotta ask carmen but um the newer poetry that's like you know like the hood haikus i'll call <laughs> but one of my favorite writers is um Nayira Wahid, uh, who writes uh, in, in one of these poems, these really beautiful, simple poems, she asks, you are in love. What does love look like? To which I replied, like everything I've ever lost came back to me. All right, now we're gonna jump into another one of my favorites. Um, it's Questions for Ada by Ijeoma Umabenyo. Who writes, bless the daughters who sat carrying the trauma of mothers, who sat asking for more love and not getting any, carried themselves to light. Bless the daughters who raised themselves. We're going to get into the rest of um, Ijoma's quotes too, because I got quite a few of those. Ijoma writes, you got to know yourself. You've got to know what ignites your magic, what fires your soul into performing majestic acts of love. You've got to know yourself so much that not even a hundred voices will drown yours. You've got to own yourself. This journey is all yours, all yours. No one can do it. And you decide whenever you are ready to embark on it. Unlearn, learn, master yourself and love yourself or else they will define you in that is a poisonous kind of life. That's death. Then we have Survive by Ijima as well. Ijima writes, some women survive by creating walls, big walls guarding their hearts. And you say, let them in. But she has been covered in regrets, crawled on all fours for her salvation. Don't curse them. For when her attacker came, there she was loving. Now, she has built her walls, brick by brick, guarding against parasites. Don't blame her. Some women are broken, not ready to be healed. Some women are broken, not ready for love. And that, that's all right. Let her find herself. Let her become her own son. Let her. Oh, I love this so much. I love this so much. This is why y'all got me out here about to read about five books, okay? <sighs> Gemma also writes, do not apologize for owning every piece of you they could not take, break, and claim as theirs. And then, you know, I got to have my little black girlhood uh, input here. Um, Gemma has this, this quote. Um, which from the same text that says she scanned through the magazine it's called Invisible she scanned through the magazine for girls who looked like her with deeper hues, flat nose and thick hair the day she turned 15 she scrubbed herself with bleach while screaming for God whispering over and over again darker the skin the deeper the struggle releasing a sigh that made her soul shake ending ending we got another one we got another one. We got another one. This is for these questions around black masculinity. Um, and I'm really excited to see how we could parse that in this in this collection. Um, but Ijeoma writes here as well. Forcing manhood on boys with skin still made of silk and mother's love is cruel. All right. And this is the last poem 
that I'm going to read. Um, and I love this because guess what? I study black girlhood and I am a former black girl and I am an advocate for everything black girls and liberty and life and beauty and etc. This is a poem by Opile. Um, and you can find it in her text, A Fire Like You. It's called Let Black Girls Be. And this is definitely going to be an epigraph somewhere in my dissertation. Um, Opile says, I was born on a Wednesday. Raised a good black child with bubbles in her hair. Quiet and curious at first. Quieter and less curious later. Where does it go, this fearlessness and hunger for the world? Who kills it in black girls? To be a black girl is a thing of grace. If I am ever a mother to one, I hope she never falls into doubt with herself. I hope she doesn't hesitate to eat the room and everyone in it. I hope she is loud and certain of herself. Existing can be done in the quiet, but black girls, black girls weren't meant for that kind of thing. Black girls were made for boldnessness and boundlessness. I share so I'm going to close this out with a small reflection on, um, you know, just love. Like, what do I think about when I think about love? I think about uh, Philly. I think about my nieces. I think about my mom and my grandmothers and, you know, their life journeys. I think about my sisters. I think about my friends. I think about myself. I think about romantic experiences. I think about my dad. Um I think about good food, you know, I think about tea, I think about porridge, these are things that I love. Um, I think about a big hug from, you know, the man in your life that you love or the person in your life that you love. Um, I think about kisses on the forehead. I think about long hugs with my best friends when I haven't seen them in forever. I think about black women passing um, and giving each other compliments in the hair store. I think about uh, children seeing their dreams actualized in their community um, and people who love them. And I, I, I love seeing, I not even love seeing, but when I think about love, I think about the spark in a child's eye when they see possibility. Um, I think about commitment. Um, and what do I think love is at this time in my life or what does love require? I think love requires from us a, a truth, a level of truth and commitment, a level of steadfastness. Um, yeah, and I, I got to go First Corinthians 13 on, on us um, in talking about love because love is something that is patient and is kind and it's something that, um, and I was just talking, you know, about this this morning, but love is something that lo- it, it corrects, right? Love corrects the things in your life um, that are wrong and it's not always easy. Um, but love is like a salve, right? Like, or a bomb in Gilead. <laughs> Um, and so I, I'm i really excited to explore these questions of love with the people who are going to be on the podcast. Um, so as we get ready to do these next couple recordings, you can give me feedback on Instagram, Twitter, uh, whatever, wherever you find me. And let me know what you would like to hear um, concerning this question of love. And get you a copy of Bell Hooks is All About Love. Get you a copy of A Fire Like You. Get you a copy of Salt get you a copy of <laughs> questions for Ada and I look forward to a dope ass dope ass dope ass discussion series <laughs>